I want chocolate really, really. That's the only solution here. It is. All it these is. problems can be solved by chocolate. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking, you know, just the world is coming to an end, so just eat yourself to death. It's true. Because uh, if, if you're going to have these problems, you might as well just be fat. Right. Yeah. Who cares? That's not a good idea. No? No. I don't think that's a sure. good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So well, you, you could test it. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, what's better than working out is pff, everything. Everything mm. is better than that. What's better than eating a protein bar? Again, working out is better than that. Eating a built bar. Yes, it's a protein bar, blah, blah, blah. But I've never had anything like this. My my uh, youngest daughter gave me a, something that was a energy bar or something and i and she's like dad this tastes just like chocolate and i ate it and it didn't it tasted like figs and i'm like that's not chocolate built bar that tastes exactly like chocolate because it is chocolate they have 130 calories four grams of sugar four grams of net carbs 17 grams of protein made with 100 percent real chocolate they are delicious and a way for you to get the protein you need and without all the calories and the sweet tooth, built.com, built.com. It's the Glenn Beck program. What really happened in Canada yesterday? Did Parliament actually vote to extend these emergency powers as draconian as they are? Yes. And a big no. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The way they're hiding stuff from people is unbelievable. Just to throw you off the track. Uh, Relief Factor is our sponsor this half hour. When you're living your life in a lot of pain, it can be easy to give up hope. Don't. Don't. There is an answer out there for you. I know how it goes. I've been there. I was in massive pain. It's one of the reasons I moved to Dallas to get away from the cold. Boy, that was stupid. You hear we have snow coming tomorrow? What What is happening? Global warming. I know. Give me more of it. Uh, anyway, I hear from people all the time who are in the same uh, boat that I was in, living in pain. Relief Factor was created by doctors to help your body reduce inflammation. And that is the key. And they have four different ways to attack it. Four different ingredients. Each work together with your body as it fights against the, F, uh, the effects of aging and exercise and daily living. So, three-week quick start. Try it. It's $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. 70% of the people who try it go on to order more. Try it now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 
I feel like every day I should start with this. Every hour should start with this. The government's new directive in Canada called the Emergency Economic Measures Order goes beyond asking banks to simply stop transferring funds to protest organizers. The government says banks need to stop doing business with some people altogether. The order says that banks and other financial entities like credit unions, co-ops, loan companies, trusts, cryptocurrency platforms, and insurance companies must stop providing any financial or related service to people associated with the protests, a move that will result in frozen accounts, stranded money, and canceled credit cards. They're also ordering the insurance company to suspend policies on any vehicles that are part of an unlawful public assembly. The financial institutions can't handle cash, issue a loan, extend a mortgage, or facilitate any transaction of a designated person while the Emergencies Act is in place. Yesterday, they voted in Parliament to keep it in place. Now, that's what you will hear, and you will go, wait a minute. So are Canadians really for this? Is that who Canadians really are? Nope. Trudeau did not have the votes to get this extended. So he played a little political game. He said, well, if you're not going to support this and and help me uh, keep this emergency measures order, which will put these people in their place, I'll view that as a vote of no confidence and I'll quit. Oh, no, who's going to take their toys and go home? Now, what does that mean? I mean, here I mean, in America. This sounds kind of good. It I does. Mean, it sounds kind of wonderful, actually. Unless, yes, you should quit. Unless you're under a parliamentary system and mm. you're a liberal. Right. Now, imagine we were under a parliamentary system and Joe Biden said, I'm going to make him quit. And we interpreted that as I'm going to quit. If we had a parliamentary system, that would trigger elections. New elections. Immediately. So if you're if you're in power in Canada, you're not in a position right at this moment to want new elections. You don't. You're going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. Imagine elections today. I don't think Joe Biden could say. And we would interpret that as I'm going to nuke Kansas. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) the left would say, we're okay with that. We're okay. Mm -hmm. We're okay. They would be. Okay. They probably would be. Mm -hmm. Um, Texas, for sure. But like right now, if Joe Biden was like, I'm going to launch snap elections, the left would obviously get slaughtered in those slaughtered. Yeah. So that's what happened. So then a conservative said after they voted for the. Uh, against the no confidence vote and you can have your toys and you just stay with us because if you don't stay with us we're all going to go bye-bye too because we're going to be forced to what happened a conservative stood up and said because trudeau does not have the numbers to continue this emergency order and so someone a conservative stood up and said, I'd like to uh, move that we vote on those two separately. We have the no confidence uh, vote. Now let's vote on the. And gosh, darn it. They were just all out of time this week. They just oh, kidding me. They were all out of time. They wanted and to do it. They wanted to do it. The speaker was like, oh, oh, oh shoot. 
all out of time. Mm. And so they couldn't couldn't do that. So that means that it is still in a state of emergency. I'm telling you, this is going to go on until they have made it impossible to dig it out. They are making all of these financial rules permanent in Canada. Here's Trudeau yesterday. The Emergencies Act is not something to undertake lightly. And it's something that needs to be momentary, temporary, mm-hmm. and proportional. Mm-hmm. That's why every single day I'm receiving briefings and we are reflecting on how much longer the Emergencies Act needs to be in place. We don't want to keep it in place a single day oh. longer than necessary. Of course not. Mm-hmm. That, but know. even though uh, the blockades are lifted uh, across border uh, openings right now, mm-hmm. uh, even though they could uh, be. things seem to be resolving very well in Ottawa, seem to be. this state of emergency is not over. Wow. Uh, there continues to be real concerns uh, about the coming mm-hmm. days, uh, but we will continue to evaluate every single day uh, whether or not uh, it is uh, time and we are able to lift this state of emergency. That is great. That is exactly the way um, Hitler took power. Uh, the Enabling Act? I mean, uh, nothing. <laughs> he, yeah, sure. Yeah, he went, uh, he went and he killed a bunch of SS, I'm sorry, SA people. Mm-hmm. These were the brown shirts. They were on his side. He said they're just getting out of control. And I, I had to do, there were plots against the regime. And I know I violated the Constitution, but I have to do it. I had to do it and I do it again. So arrest me or kick me out as chancellor. But I did the right thing for the Republic. And gosh darn it, guess who embraced him? The German people. You know, he did kill his own people. And we've been crying out for somebody to kill those people or take them off the street. So he can't be that bad of a guy. Sure, he violated the Constitution. Let's not worry about it this time. And there was an Emergency Powers Act that had to be enacted because you never know if the bad guys are coming. I thought we had all decided the Enabling Act was bad. You think? I thought we were like, you know, let's not just enable the, the leader of a country to kind of do whatever they want and call it an emergency that extends forever. Kind of thought we were in agreement on that. Apparently not. Well, not for good reasons. Okay. Okay. I mm-hmm. mean, if the, if, if the leader has good reasons, mm. you know, like fear, then it's okay. What are they going to do? If this is a, let's remember what we're talking about here. A bunch of people in trucks parked for a couple of weeks. What happens if there's an actual crisis? Well, there was one. There was one in Vancouver uh, or in the in British Columbia where 20 eco-terrorists mm. took over, um, threatened lives, uh, put four people in jeopardy uh, because they were shooting uh some sort of tear gas flares, or right? flares, yeah. yeah, flares into cars where people were, mm. but they didn't do anything about that. That's fine. But I'm saying like, you know, I don't, I'm just gonna, I'll throw, I'm just gonna throw one out because I, I, you're looking for a specific that I can't give you. So I'll just give you a, a generalized possibility. Like okay. what happens if a giant world war <laughs> were to break out in the next couple of weeks it, in that outlying possibility how do these governments react? I mean, th- let me let me put it another way. Start here. Start here. We know that Russia has gone into two regions of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. this is something we said was a red line, and obviously is no longer a red mm-hmm. line. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. They've cro- They've done this. Let's just say they continue to go through Ukraine. What are the odds of that? Seemingly at this point, pretty high, right? It could, it's, so if they go continue they to go continue through. to take o- and go for all of Ukraine. It's not. It's not zero percent. No, it's probably it's not a hundred. Thirty percent. Thirty percent. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think that strikes me as about mm-hmm. correct. So they could go, be seventy. It could be seventy. <laughs> but I mean, they they definitely seem like they are doing. They something. will at some point. They will at some point. He's basically telling everyone that. I mean, that speech. Oh yeah. That he went through yesterday. Was, it's like it's ours. It's, it's all ours. ours. It's always been ours. So we're not taking it because it's not a country. Right. Right. Like we can't. We're not invading a country because it's just our country. Yes. You know. Yes. So okay. So they decide to go for all of Ukraine, somewhere between thirty and seventy percent. <laughs> so what happened? What are the odds? Of this spiraling out of control. Right across the border, you've got Poland, you've got Lithuania nearby, you've got all these countries that are NATO countries. If they take Kiev, if they just went in. Yeah, they go for the whole thing, and then let's say it spills over. Oh. Maybe uh, they continue to go. Maybe a couple couple of soldiers decide to fire rockets and starts a a wider conflict. mm -hmm. And if that happens, then we're pulled into a war with Russia. That is only a couple of, of believable steps away from where we are right now. Okay, so I don't think we are going to be pulled in. No troops were gonna, would go in. We don't need those anymore. Vladimir Putin was right when he said about three years ago, we're already in World War III. People just, you people, just meaning us, uh, just haven't woken up to it. Your leaders keep denying it. But World War III is going to be fought with ones and zeros. Okay, Mm. so when we, for instance, the pipeline could trigger this and they Germany just pulled the pipeline off. That's going to mean prices for heating and uh, and and natural gas going to go through the roof in Europe. Putin responded this morning with, well, there's two thousand dollars a month for your uh, energy per household. That will just cripple Europe. Um, so that may just soften everybody up to go, just let them have it. Just let them have it. Um, I don't know. The The other thing is, and this may have targeted this, if we do this to them, I know if Joe Biden is serious about these financial uh, restrictions, that will mean that, that Putin will take on, in my opinion, um, the ones and zeros campaign. And he will target our financial institutions. Uh, he could he could go off go after our our you know electrical grid whatever. But if he goes after our financial institutions, the Great Reset will immediately be triggered. Guarantee it because that's what they're looking for. That's what they're expecting. In December, they did a war game where a country like Russia targeted our financial the Western financial markets. And it started to take it down. What do we do? They had to trigger the Great Reset immediately. Take everybody who was saying, hey, this is a real problem. And here's what they're really doing. And and we got to really. That's what they're planning on doing. Take them off the air. Silence the voices. It'll happen that fast. And that's. So what are we supposed? How do you prepare for this? Because you just listed off five or six different major ways this could go down. And is it even plausible to try to prepare for all of them or even half of them? How do you prepare for a fight? So I think you have to I think you have to change 
the way you look at things. So let me let me take a break and then come back and I'll give you. Um, I'll give you something that uh, I felt in prayer just a week ago or early. Maybe it was a few days ago. Yeah, it was like last Thursday. And it changed my thinking entirely on how to prepare. I'll give you that. And then how do you protest? I'll give you that as well. Coming up in just a second. Well, as the world melts down, you might as well keep your skin nice. A lot of people struggle with red, inflamed, and even blotchy and uneven skin tones. So if you're one of them, know that you're not alone and you can do something to change it. What about fine lines, forehead wrinkles, under the uh, eye puffiness? In the past, the only solution has been abrasive, irritating products, and nobody wants that. So now you don't have to have that. Thanks to GenuCell's Ultra Retinol Cream, you can get the skin healing and hydrating effects you're looking for but without the harsh irritation. GenuCell's uh, Alternative Cream helps you correct red, inflamed skin, uh, visibly reduce wrinkles, even out uh, the skin tone. And it's made for sensitive skin and provides effective hydration for all skin types. It's perfect for both men and women. It's a great gift as well. It's the best possible solution for all of your skincare needs. And now, GenuCell's Ultra Retinol is free when you order their most popular package. You save over 60% on GenuCell favorites and get an extra 20% off when you enter the code BECK at checkout. It's GenuCell.com, GenuCell.com. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping for a limited time. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The code is BECK at GenuCell.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So I want to talk about two different things. Uh, first, I am really am getting so frustrated with Christians that say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we got to return back to God, but no, there is no but after that. There is no but after that. Without God, we do not make it. We can do all kinds of things, but without him, we won't make it. I just was reading before I went on the air today, I was reading um, chapter 11 of Hebrews. And I just want to just give you uh, just the first couple of sentences of uh, of each paragraph. Uh, Now, faith is a substance of all things hoped for and the evidence not seen Uh, for through uh, faith. We understand that the world's then by faith, Abel offered. And then the next paragraph by faith. Enoch was translated um, without faith. It is impossible to please him by faith. Noah warned of God's uh, warnings of things to come uh, by faith. Abraham, blah, blah, blah. By faith, he sojourned, blah, blah, blah. Um, through faith, Sarah found herself received all the way. It goes pages and pages and pages of by faith. These things happened. So by faith. We will find the answer and we will make the journey we are supposed to make. And without faith and without constant communication, we're not we're going to get lost. And let me tell you about my prayer on Thursday. I am going through exactly what you're going through. We're all going to go through it. Okay, what do we do to prepare? What do we do to prepare? If you think like uh, the the very wise Jewish people did in the 1930s. What 
will have value after a collapse. Well, food is one thing. If food starts to go through the roof, and it will, you're going to need food. So that's the first thing you do. And I've been thinking, okay, so what will people, what will people still want? And I have been, for the last year, I have been collecting, um, I've been collecting art. I've been collecting things that the Jews did back in the 30s. You could trade it. Um, Thursday, I was praying. What do people want? And I was scolded. I don't know what people are going to want. They're going to want a lot of things. Why don't you ask, what is it that people are going to need? I was a little embarrassed by that. I have been thinking about my family. And there are so many good consequences that happen and good things that come from thinking, what are others going to need? So my family and I are now dedicating ourselves to figuring out how we can provide things that people will need in times of trouble. And I think that can be something that you do as well. First, take care of your family. If you have no money, buy extra food at the grocery store, food that will last. If you missed the segment on the price of uh, the, the, what it takes to be a farmer and how it has all gone up, and the price 300% increase on fertilizer and a shortage of fertilizer, that could mean our crops are 60 to 40% yield. That's going to make food itself more expensive. Everything is going to go up. If you can store things, store things, because those are the real commodities. Those are the things our grandparents used to can. And they canned and they did it. My grandmother had like years of stuff, you know, canned, and then she would just cycle through them. And she did it because she lived through the Great Depression. Start thinking that way. Now, what can we do to thwart this and change the course? Seeing that it is Washington's birthday, I'm going to give you uh, how to protest according to Washington. Next. The Glenn Back Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Imagine if you had the opportunity to save tens of thousands of dollars over the course of your mortgage. Think about that for a second. What would you do with that much money? Tens of thousands of dollars. What would you do with it? Make some things better, right? I know your day is busy enough, but please take a few minutes to give American Financing a call. Let their salary-based mortgage consultants do a free mortgage review for you. Uh, You could qualify for a refi or a consolidation loan that could end up saving you hundreds of dollars a month, maybe as much as a thousand. If you have a lot of high interest credit cards, you're going to save a buttload of money. So please check into this and do it today. 
Make the call to American Financing. A loan with them could literally change everything. There's never any obligation, no upfront fees, uh, nothing like that. They're just people that work for you and not the banks. So contact them, AmericanFinancing.net, AmericanFinancing.net, or call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. They're waiting for your call now. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Yesterday was President's Day, but today is actually George Washington's birthday. We were supposed to uh, celebrate all presidents, um, but when I was growing up, it was Lincoln uh, that we celebrated. And then Washington, I brought a couple of things in. This is the key to the box number seven at Ford's Theater, occupied by President Lincoln the night of his assassination, April 14th, 1865. That's the key that opened that door. Jeez. This is the uh, bloody cuff that uh, was taken from, you can see the on the other side, actually, you can see the blood stains. On this uh, cuff, this is what he was wearing that night. You can see some of the stains through it. Um, this is the door handle of his house. And everybody who sees this is like, can I just touch the door handle? Yeah, of course you can. It'll cost uh, you, but you can do it. Yeah, it'll cost you. <laughs> we tell you the fee after you do it, obviously. Right. Exactly right. It's amazing, it's isn't incredible. it? incredible. Now... Yeah, I gave uh, back that key already. I, wait a minute. It's not here, though. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. And this is from George Washington. Today is George Washington's birthday. And if we are talking about how do we save our country, because we are a country really of rebels. We are a country uh, of the Boston Tea Party. We were founded on questioning government. We're supposed to. But in the old days, they used to tar and feather people. And, you know, you you rarely died from your run-of-the-mill tar and feathering. If really? They, yeah. If they wanted to kill you with tar and feathers, they could, um, you know, they could do it, uh, dipping you in tar. But um, that was if they wished you dead. Usually they just wanted to make an example. This was the case with a guy that you've probably never heard of, Robert Johnson. And it happened on September 11th. 1791. So Hamilton uh, had passed his whiskey tax and as taxing all the whiskey. And I'm like, wait a minute. Johnson was writing his usual tax collection route when he was surrounded by 11 women, he thought. But they were actually 11 men in women's clothing. They stripped him naked, tarred and feathered him, took his horse and left him in the forest. But he didn't die and they didn't want him to die. They wanted his scars to be a warning to every tax collector in the region. If you try to collect this tax on whiskey, we'll make your life a living hell. So he recovers and Johnson issues a warrant for the arrest of two of his assailants who he recognized, you know, even dressed as a woman. Some guys can't pull it off, I guess. 
Unfortunately, the man delivering the warrants was also tarred and feathered and left tied to a tree. Johnson did exactly what they wanted. He quit the tax collecting business after that. The violence just got worse and worse. And anyone with any connection to tax collection was a target, even the collector's wives and children's. I mean, it sounds a little like sounds a little like what Trudeau is doing. Anyone even associated, you can lose everything. Well, the people in Pennsylvania, it was Western Pennsylvania, divided uh, under the regime of the rebellion. Uh, it was a revolt that was up, upending everybody's lives, but they, they also didn't like the whiskey tax. And they looked for leadership. That's when George Washington wrote this letter. He tasked General uh, Henry Lee with leading 1,200 men, a militia, to squash the rebellion in western Pennsylvania. Now, I have heard this story a million times. I heard it in school, and I hear it all the time. And I hear one of two things. I hear George Washington, yeah, tell me, George Washington and the whiskey tax. In fact, I heard that just last week from Michael Malice. Tell me about a benevolent government with a whiskey tax. Didn't he just say that last Friday? I think he did, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that shows you don't understand the story of Washington and the whiskey tax. I've also heard, you know, from the others, these are really bad guys. They were just so violent and horrible and they all needed to die. Neither one of those are true. In this letter in my hand, Washington laid out his expectations for Lee's army. He said, first, to combat and subdue all those who may be found in arms in opposition to the national will and authority. Second, to aid and support the civil magistrate in bringing offenders to justice. The disposition of this justice belongs to the civil magistrate and let it ever be our pride and our glory to leave the sacred deposit there unviolated. So he was hoping that rounding these guys up and bringing them to justice would be enough to end the violence. He was right. The rebels scattered and the revolt ended without any further violence. Okay, but what about the whiskey tax? Well, I'll get there. 150 men were tried for treason. Only two met the very high standards that is outlined in our Constitution. Two of them were guilty. That means that they had to be executed. Washington pardoned both of them. The whiskey tax? President Jefferson repealed it. Here's the thing. The mob's cause wasn't bad. Jefferson, even Washington himself, thought the whiskey tax was unfair. And Americans had been rebelling against taxes for 30 years, resisting taxation. It was American. It used to be. Why should the people pay the government's debt? They had a point. But they didn't understand who they were rebelling against. And they didn't understand that that's not the way you make friends in America. They lost their way. They got violent. And that's what most people remember about that, the violence. 
You don't have to discuss the merits of, of their argument or the validity of their cause. That's not what people talk about. It's either George Washington was the first to put his foot down on the neck of people, or these guys were so violent they all should be destroyed. Well, that's not right. The story of the Whiskey Rebellion, and the reason why I'm telling it to you today, is this is another example of Washington's leadership and Washington's credibility. He understood what was right and wrong, but he trusted the system. Now, I don't trust the system. But I do trust that the people, when they come to their senses, will change the system. And violence delegitimizes good ideas. Good intentions are forever stained by bad actions. We constantly walk the line between compliance and anarchy. The whole American experiment hangs in the balance. If we slip into mindless submission or step out into violent rebellion, we lose. Did you hear me? If we slip into mindless submission or step into violent rebellion, we lose. Washington balanced those two. It requires immense discipline, discernment, care. But he knew something that I'm not sure we all know. It's worth doing it the right way. Because this is worth saving. All that's required is to remember, like he did, who he was, who you are, who we are as a nation. We are the Boston Tea Party. We are not the risk, the whiskey rebellion. They confused them. Washington set them straight. We cannot forget that. By the way, I have, I, I look for the dark things in American history because I think it is really important to know all the bad things in American history. If we don't know the bad, we'll be surprised. David Barton collects all the good things in American history. I have looked for the bad things about George Washington. I cannot find them. I can find them with a 20th century scholar who never met them or can't give me a footnote on why they think that. It's just that scholar's opinion or an opinion based on an earlier scholar also from the 20th century that has no footnotes. He may have been the greatest man to ever live in America or lead a nation. And may his spirit never explode nor be extinguished. The more we model ourselves after George Washington, the safer we will all be. Well, as always, cybercrime is on the rise. It just never shrinks. It gets bigger as we grow more and more dependent on the Internet. Here's some things that won't protect you against cybercriminals. Voodoo dolls. A sticky note left on your computer monitor saying, please don't hack into me. Or a decoy computer sitting out in your yard. I tried that one for a while. Doesn't work. Here's the thing that will help protect you against cyber criminals. 
a tough little thing called LifeLock. Our information is at risk every day. That's why LifeLock is here. They can't catch everything. Nobody can, but they can monitor things better than anyone else can, especially those of us on our own. And if you do become a victim, they have a restoration specialist that can work with you to help fix the problem. So join now and save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now at lifelock.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. The one, the only Mike Rowe joins us in studio here in just a few minutes. Uh, let me uh, give you a couple of other stories here that the reason why we we have to uh, talk about the Great Reset is because it is a global thing and it looks darn near impossible to stop. But it's not if you look at it from the local level. And it is so important that you get involved in the local level. Let me give you this. A fairness or a fairness ordinance in Nebraska has triggered a firestorm in Lincoln, Lincoln City Council. Uh, they passed an ordinance on February 14th, according to a report by the Lincoln Journal Star. This is from the the city council. 67-page ordinance affects everyone in the city from churches to schools to your gym and local swimming pool. Nonpartisan issue. The ordinance penalizes citizens for expressing a worldview different than those currently in positions of political power. The group claimed February 15th that the 67-page ordinance was an effort to circumvent a referendum on a version of the bill that passed in 2012 that was tied up by a signature campaign. Our message is simple. Let us vote. The Lincoln City Council should not be allowed to circumvent the will of the citizens. So what is what is this bill? Well, it uh, uh, says that men can go into girls bathrooms. It applies to private schools, not just to public schools. Uh, it prevents parents from helping their kids who are experienced gender dysphoria. It threatens to bankrupt families who instill traditional values in their children. Anyone who disagrees could be fined up to $50,000. This is what is happening. Now, they have to um, gather 4,137 signatures in 15 days, and then the city council will either have to repeal the ordinance or put it up for a referendum. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're hoping for a, well, killing it, but I think a referendum would be really, really good. So this is happening in Nebraska, Nebraska, some good news for you. Arizona house bill 2656 passed out of committee by a six to four vote. This is the vote on ESG scores. Uh, the biggest problem that they had are these conservatives, who are like, you know what, I mean, this is just the free market. It's not the free market. Well, have you shown anywhere where it's actually happening? Well, you look at Canada. Um, if you want to look at that, why would these companies spend all of this money? I mean, millions and millions of dollars. And, and 
then in the literature itself, why it was created was to be able to direct money to the things that the global governments think is really important. Social justice, uh, the environment, and governance. Why would they do all of those things and spend all this money and then not actually go through it? Do you really think that makes any sense? By the way, um, the letter from the CEO of Bank of America, we drive our progress on the SDGs through all of our efforts and activities. We do through so our operations, our philanthropy, and our human resource practices, our client financing capabilities, and the guidance we provide to our clients. So they are absolutely doing these things. Um, and anyone who has uh, any doubt, please... Contact us. We'll help straighten it. We'll help straighten this out. I've got a couple of questions here that were um, posed by uh, the Arizona Bank Association. Um, you know, the banks need to be free to make business decisions that they want to make. Yeah, that that's fine. That is fine. You can make any decision that you want, but not discrimination. Well, it's covered. I mean, that's covered, you know, anti-discrimination laws. No, no, that's for race, creed, religion. That's not for, I don't have a green house. I don't believe that the steps taken by the left are the correct steps to cure global warming. I don't have the right balance of people on my uh, board of directors. That's discrimination. No.